This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, all you private partners. Welcome back to part two. Um, <laughs> gee, I, I just want to continue this theme of um, social norms. Because we are, yes. when we grow up, we, we're told all about these social norms. And then when we get older, we're like, who made these rules? Like, who said that we had to do this and we had to do that? And, and then some, the, the worst thing is, my brother always said this when he was a kid. My, um, my uh, dad took, he went clay pigeon shooting. So he shot those clays in the, in the sky. Um, and uh, he took my little, my, my little brother, my brother with him. And he gave my brother a little gun, like a toy gun. Mm. And he came back from this clay pigeon shooting, whatever it was. And my mum was there. My brother remembers it. So my brother must be about five years old. And they came into the house and... My mum ran up and said, oh, my God, how was it? Was it amazing? How many did Alexander shoot? And my dad went, oh, he got every single one. And my brother in his head went, hang on a second. They gave me a real gun. <laughs> they, and he went, hang on. Why would they give me a five year old a real gun? That is a stu- and I think parents think that our children are stupider than we actually think. Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so then I realized growing up that something I raised that our parents weren't always right with stuff. And there's no. that really scary realization where you go, wait, oh, my mum isn't right all the time. And that happens at some point, doesn't it? Yes, completely. And I think when you're in it and you're the one kind of going, I'm making this up and I don't know if I'm doing it right. Yeah. It kind of it does make you look back at your parents and kind of go, I get it a bit more now. Yeah. I, I get it. I get why my mum would sometimes fly off the handle or, you know, same with my dad. Um, I get the pressures that they were under because they had three as well, roughly the same sort of gaps. And I get mm. how chaotic it could be. Um, so, yeah, it does definitely make you look at it differently. But were your parents, because what I, I love about your family is that you guys are honestly 
if you what's the family from the sound of music they're the von trapp family von Trapps, yeah. you shit on them honestly <laughs> your family your family would whoop them in any you guys are you're so creative you know you're you're musical you you do all these different things still to this day if no one has ever seen it and i'm sure you get this all the time but um the the wedding vows that Tom did oh, yeah. your wedding and it blew up on YouTube and to all you listeners go and check it out. It's one of the most beautiful things. And the way you announced your kids and <laughs> it's just so creatively and wonderfully done. Um, and you know, your children are now so creative. Do you think that is, is that just born that way or is it nurture? What do you think? I think it is a mixture of both. Really? Um, yeah, because I think it's one of those things where you, you can nurture it so far, but unless they've got it, they, they've got a passion for it or they've got a desire for it. It's not really... You force them into it. it. You're going to learn this yeah, guitar. Yeah, like You're going yeah. to pick these drumsticks up and hit <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? But then like Buzz, for years, he would have like different guitars where, where he'd pretend he was strumming and pretend he would play. And I, I honestly think he thought he was playing, um, but he was, you know, strumming along, not really doing anything with the other hand. Um, and then suddenly in the last couple of years, he's actually learning how to play. And a lot of the time he's got a guitar around his neck. He's listening to music. Like Tom the other day played him a new song because they're in the studio at the moment recording the next McFly album. And Tom mm. had played in this song. And then yesterday, while he was meant to be doing his English work, um, uh, so I found a piece of paper which was done in that time. He had written out the lyrics of the, to of the song that Tom, Tom had played him once. What? Yeah, so he had written out the lyrics um, and he can sing it to you back. And I just think he, he definitely has this ear and this passion, but whether that's something that he he does for work or just for love or both, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but then at the same How time, much he percent loves... are you going to take of his career? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm going to make you who you are, but I'm taking 40%. <laughs> well, at the moment though, he's really into go-karting. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? So he's into go-karting, Buzz is into, uh, Buddy's into football, and neither of those are things that we know anything about. We know nothing about either. But we're in the fortunate position where we're like, well, let's go take your go-karting then. And you can do that. And Buddy oh can go to God. a football thing, like a football class at the weekends. So it is that weird thing where you can just kind of go, well, we'll just, we'll let you go to these classes and learn more about it. And then if it happens to be something that you actually really love and enjoy, then fantastic. We'll go on this journey with you. Um, but I think that's what our parents kind of did rather than force us yeah. into anything. I into think my the... parents were completely bewildered by the fact that I liked you know, acting, singing and... Because you did, you did all that, you you acted growing up and then you did all this acting. And I and I imagine you wanted to become an actor. Mm. Um, and then, you know, as you said, the rejection is quite hard um, and difficult. And then, but then you, you, you know, you, you become a writer and stuff like that. When was the point where you kind of went, you don't, the thing is, the thing is with acting is right. Was there, did you start, you went to all these auditions and stuff like that. Mm. When was the point that you started to go, oh, this is a bit trickier than I thought it was going I to be? I don't think I'll ever stop wanting to act. I think that sure, would always be something I'd love to go back to. And I think I was always aware of how difficult it was because I went to really? Sylvia's. So I went to Sylvia Young Theatre School from 13. Mm. And we know all about rejection. We know, you know, we're taught that it's nothing personal. Like, Really, it can be down to so many things that you don't get the part. I think the it always thing... is personal. They always yeah. say, oh, it, it, it definitely is. That's how I feel. You can't get that out of me. I think it's personal. Yeah. Well, it, it's hard though, isn't it? It's kind of that. I don't know. I just, I don't, I wouldn't change anything that's happened so mm. far. Like, um, but I just, yeah, I, I totally get that 
you know, there are so many people and uh, there are limited parts, but getting in the door is the, I would say the trickiest so hard. part when there's so many people out there wanting to get that one role or whatever it is. Um, and a lot of the time it's luck as well. I feel like yeah. it's just the, the day, the person's mood. Cause you forget that actually it, what you forget growing up is that everyone's an individual, right? They're all humans. They all have their own lives going on and perhaps having a bad day or not a fun mm. day or whatever. And they go, okay, this and that. And so it's so pot luck yep. on those days that that's going to happen. But then you, you know, you became a writer, you started writing stuff and, and you, you know, you've written, I, I saw the other day, by the way, cause you really, you're writing your new book, which I think we can talk about. Yeah. And I saw that you lost everything thing oh, on the God. computer explain what Honestly, happened so uh so I have a computer and a laptop um and uh when I'm going away in the car or whatever I, I send it to my laptop um yeah. so I had a version of it on there but I hadn't sent it to myself for quite some time and basically I was about to start writing was doing something with Buzz Tom was leaving and then as Tom came in my computer just went like a, a navy blue almost and then just wouldn't do anything <laughs> I was like, what has just Navy happened? Blue. Yeah, really weird, really What, weird. the whole computer or the screen? Not the whole, the whole screen, not the whole computer. <laughs> the screen just went this weird blue colour and then nothing would happen. It And I'd switch on, the Apple logo would come on, the bar underneath, but I could not get further. And I knew that I had lost 12,000 words oh. of the next novel, which is about what, I think it worked out of seven chapters. That it's a just... dissertation. It's a dissertation at university. Oh, it's more, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you go to like plus or minus 10%, it's a little bit more. <laughs> I think most people just went 9,001 words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just on the cusp of what you needed. Oh, I was <laughs> I just about there. I think say, I finished so... my my dissertation on the, because I was like, done it. <laughs> drama school so our dissertation we had one essay in the first year one in the second and then dissertation in third and so that's many of the guys yeah so many of the guys just literally stayed up the night before I've got that's... no I like I don't think they could tell you what their dissertations were on um, I did just... mine on Patrick Marber the playwright because I had I watched honestly I was at uni and I watched closer uh, with um <laughs> and I thought this is a good movie I'm gonna write about this <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote Patrick Marvin, the playwright. I really feel for the people that have to read all of these really shit dissertations. Patrick well, ironically, Marver. though, for my dissertation, mine was called West End, Money or Art. And um, Shane Ritchie, weirdly, um, had me, uh, he invited me over to EastEnders and we sat on Arthur's bench in EastEnders and we talked about his career in the West End, what he thought yeah. about it and stuff. So it's really weird that we've literally um, obviously just been in the castle together, but mine was all about that. But anyway. Really? So you had that full circle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, What right? the hell? That, that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he did know Tom at the time and his son um, went to Sylvia's, but years after us. Um, but yeah, he uh, he was very kind and he invited me in to, to, so that he could properly interview me. That's it. So, so what if you had to say what your love is then, if someone said you could only write for the rest of your life mm -hmm. or you can only act for the rest of your life, what would you pick? I think now I'd go with writing. Really? Because I think when I first went into it, I was just so unsure what I had to offer because I thought it was something that people went to, who went to Oxford or Cambridge did I yeah. thought you know people that did English as their degree that's what that's a, yeah, you, and you get the sold this false thing that you have yeah. to do that in order no, to do it no yeah. and I think what I realized is I had this whole toolkit this acting toolkit 
that provided different tools, but they could be used in a way. It's all telling stories, essentially. That's all mm. it is. It's telling a story. Um, and so, and, and especially since most of the books I write are first person. So you're putting yourself in that person's shoes. You're telling a story. That's it. And as soon as I got my head around that, I just started flying with it. And I think, I feel like I'm able to create those worlds, those characters without the stresses, I guess, of acting. But then at the same time, I remember what it's like to be on stage. We did a stage version of Tom's book, The Christmasaurus, mm. with um, Tom, his sister Carrie, um, uh, Harry Judd, Matt Willis. And it was just the most amazing thing. Like we're all singing or dancing. It was so much fun. You remember why... You love it. You love doing it, yeah. It's that I mean, ensemble. I, it's that ensemble. That's what it yeah, is. Togetherness. Yeah, and that company, and and that's the, that 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 is the difference. The difference is with writing it on your own. You're in your own world and you're creating, but you are isolated. You're cut off, um, and you can go days without leaving the house. When you're acting, you're part of this other world that just makes you feel more alive I guess mm. you know? and then you get on stage and there's that immediate response to what you're saying and that, that I guess immediate I get feedback that. is what's yes. insane it's amazing and I get I guess I get that now with the podcast um you know when we go live like when we take that on tour and stuff mm. you definitely get that feedback like that feeling and I feel like I turn into some strange stand-up comedian when I'm doing that because I just you know they're there they want to be entertained you know and um, yeah and, so I think and to be honest I bring the fun so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, you can't I, say that. I, and then you finish. I am funny. <laughs> I yeah, should have been a stand up comedian. Maybe that's funny. what I'm working towards. <laughs> but I know I know what you mean. And and I think it is. It's that um it's it's that being on stage, but some people really shy, like my brother, for example, would never in a million years want to be on the stage. But I mm. I, I really I love that idea of being on the stage and, and stuff like that. And that's what I always find so so amazing about you guys is that do you ever, you know, where you because you and Tom have been married for how long now? Uh married for nine years, been together for eighteen, I think. 18. So you were with him in the thick of oh the yeah fly and just that and yeah. So we met when we were thirteen. So we met at theatre school, started dating straight away. Isn't that, that insane, Fuzzy? Isn't that just uh, is, you, that's <laughs> amazing? You guys have been together, so you're just best mates. Yes, yes. Like it, it feels uh, it, there's an ease with it, and I think um, what's interesting, I think especially coming from a world where I write books that are rom coms, if you like, as well. You know, there's this whole myth around growing up with someone and getting comfortable and that comfort being a really miserable thing. That, although I am laughing because you did, we did say about the grey hair and I don't care. But, um, you know, it's that whole thing. You get into a place where it's comfortable. You're so actually, relatable. <laughs> <laughs> the comfort is lovely. I don't think comfort is something to be scared of. Um, so, yeah, so we are very comfortable with each other. Um, and uh, But you still learn. Like, things, situations arise and we've seen each other as parents and that's a whole new thing. You see someone um, in, a, in a much different way, a, a different yeah. way, I think. Yeah, um, but was it? Isn't it amazing because you knowing each other and then um, him becoming, you know, uber famous. Mm. That's that must be quite a weird thing to experience, especially. I think social. Weirdly, I think with social media, famous become more um, famous. Firstly, become le less in a sense because it seems like everyone's famous. But um, it, without the social media, it was this sort of un earthly untouchable thing you only saw famous people in magazines right that's when you saw them <laughs> or you went to a concert and you saw them but they weren't really real they weren't real people yeah. and tom fletcher 
was the lead singer, guitarist of McFly. He's the front man. Yeah. And McFly was, you know, huge. Yeah, yeah. So for you experiencing all of that, was it scary, daunting, fun, exciting? What, what was I it? I think all of that. It was an exciting time, like seeing Tom and the guys doing what they what they love doing. Um, it was fun because, you know, they lived in a house in North London and they just, you know, we acted. Well, essentially, there were students with money. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, oh my God! What fun! Yeah, that and it is was just epic. ridiculous. I can remember one night I had to do my headshots for Spotlight. It's all actors going to this this book, and I had to do my headshots the next day. And I can remember going to bed early, and I can remember being woken up by the guys because they were having a paintball fight. <laughs> they bought paint guns and they were having a paintball fight in the house. So they were running around, and I was just like, "Oh my God!" Like, but that. Those were the fun times, and I guess it yes. goes back to what your dad was saying. Like these are the fun, the funnest moments of your life in so many ways. Um, and- the no responsibilities, the no idea, the no the innocence, right? The yeah. innocence. I, you know, firing a paintball now, I wouldn't do it in the house because I think, oh, the walls or. And this was a rented house. (laughs) Needless to say, they did not get their deposit back. They had to pay majorly. Yeah, because you'd think that's going to hurt a little bit. But when we're younger, we just don't care. No. But but I I suppose what what I really admire is that... and I think, this, you know, when people become famous, especially back in the day, it's very easy to um, go and do your thing or become selfish. But you guys stayed such a close knit mm. like team. And I feel like Tom, I don't know him, but he's very close to all the other guys. And it's, it's a really great thing to see because normally what happens is it's the typical Lord of the Flies, right? You yeah. read Lord of the Flies and Every what happens is instead of sticking together, they all spread apart. And that sort of happens in in, in nature, right? The, the most important thing is to stick together. And you mm-hmm. never do. You fight, you argue, all those different things. And yeah, I'm sure there were fallouts and things like that. But you guys have seemed to stay such a good team. And you and Tom are such a good team. And, and I think that's probably hard work. But it also, it's a sort of salute to you guys. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And I think it's it's when it comes to the guys, they have, they're like brothers. You know, mm. so they're going to fall out and they're going to have those moments. But it's that thing of they know that they need each other and not in terms of McFly, in terms of personally, you know, they rely yeah. on each other for different things and they understand each other in, in a way that no one else does. And I guess doing what we all do, you do find yourself sometimes questioning why people are coming into your lives. Um, yes. Where I think these are people that you can trust their there's no agenda, you know, they are just literally who they are. And you, you know, we take each other on, you know, we take, we accept each other for all of our flaws and our, you know. Everything. I, I do. Yeah. But, but also, do you not sometimes think, cause you, you, you're all still so young. You've lived a life before a life has even finished. <laughs> do you not think that sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, but then we were never, cause obviously I'll say we, because we, I was around from the very start of it. Like the guys were never the sort to be out going to all the clubs all the time. Like we'd go yeah. out a few times, but really our ideal night was going down to the local pub, coming back, putting on music, just eight of us, because it would be the guys and girlfriends. Oh um, my God, and just so dancing, fun. like putting on music, being absolutely ridiculous. Like yeah. none of us ever cared what we looked like. None of us ever cared what people thought of us. Um, we just had fun. And to us, fun was being together and, you know, being allowed to be as silly as you like. 
Dude, that's so, I, so, je- so, so jealous of you guys. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Were you in all the clubs? Trying yeah, to yeah I was in all the clubs looking like a wanker. Oh my God. Not being able to hear anyone standing around a bucket of ice. What was that about? Like, a just, bucket of ice? Why didn't they put like bottles in it? Didn't they just idiots? Oh my, so embarrassing. Oh God. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But you also we have to mention the well-deserved, the hero, the queen of <laughs> I'm a celebrity when you want it. Because by the way, that's what everyone needed. It was a shit year, it was crap. Nothing was happy. And then what you guys brought is this joyous, I think strictly, really bring it back to me quickly. Um, no, but I think strictly <laughs> did a bit of that. But you guys did it really well. And you said it was just like camping. Was it that fun? Oh, it was so good. It was so much fun. And I think it is that thing. thing. Whereas maybe in Australia, it's an outdoor space. They maybe mm. feel a bit more freedom. Whereas we were, there's a front door, a back door. I'm sure there were many other doors that we didn't know about. But essentially, we knew that we were in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a massive space. I think when we first got there, we couldn't believe how big it was. Um, and it did. Was it like, cold or scary or anything like freezing that? Freezing cold. Oh, gosh. Okay. So it was freezing cold. Um, although I wasn't wearing my thermals for the first 10 days because I was just keeping them as pajamas. I didn't realize that everyone was also wearing them in the daytime. Um, and I wasn't scared at all until Russell Watson did his whole ghost thing. Because I can remember in all the conversations with like producers and stuff in the lead up, they're like, we're not going down the ghost path. You know, the papers keep talking about the lady at the window, but it's not a thing. We're not doing that. Yeah. (laughs) And then Russell did this whole thing where he said that he saw a ghost and that was part of his task um, to win us our luxury Mm. items. And I can just remember being like, I can do snakes. I can do spiders. I can do, I can do so many things, but people jumping out at me because it not, I didn't believe that it was a ghost. 
I believed that maybe there was going to be this twist where people would be jumping out at us. And I just, that was something that I was just like, I don't, I will be I wish that someone had done that and you just headbutted them. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, get out of here. (laughs) People jumping out at you. That's not. I I don't like that. That (laughs) You don't like that. Yeah, I don't like people jumping out to me and I don't like people smacking my bum. Like even the kids, I'm like, please don't. I don't, I don't like it. That's such, ni- I swear it's not Nigerian, but it's sort of quite unique areas. I suppose I don't I like running up the stairs. I, yeah, yeah, I don't mind smacking my No one ever smacked my bum. That's probably why. But um, I, it's running up, I, I get a fear of running up the stairs because I think I'm being chased by something. Do you not ever have that? No. I don't, but that's really interesting. I don't know what that says about my psyche, but yeah, I do, I get. <laughs> but it was, and I tell you what was great about um, I'm a Celebrity this year is that everyone who left really didn't want to leave. Yeah. And that shows what sort of um, camaraderie you guys had, because normally what happens in that show, everyone says, oh, thank God I'm leaving. They don't really want to leave, but they kind of say, because <laughs> actually it's like a half-hearted thing. But actually on that one, they were just like, I'm just really gutted to go. I really, I'm, it's, I'm having a really fun time And it's here. that thing. It's not like everyone wanted to win. You, they just wanted to stay because you were mm. having, like we were having such an amazing time. And, and even for us, like we'd all experienced this first half of the year being different to normal and being in lockdown and stuff. So being able to be with people in such a free way, like we were, we were allowed to hug. We were allowed to have that yes. physical contact. We were allowed to live in a bubble when outside was still going through like another lockdown. So um, for us, I think we were just very aware of how lucky we were to be to be together in that way. Um, and so and for that reason, I think we were so thankful to be doing it. Um, plus, well, they were blooming good eggs as well. Like we yeah. see all the time. I'm seeing quite a few of them tonight. Vernon's um, a legend. He, he's kind oh. of oh, he's a complete legend yeah he is he's very a real... wise as well i i mean i speak i spoke to him i speak to him about um work stuff and yeah. he's just got a lot of wisdom to give um, yeah he's yeah. he's a real i really like him. he's such a dude but also i i suppose and one of the you know you may be asked this before but i'm just so intrigued what are, when you go into something like that um yeah, like, yeah I'm, about asking, really, I'm not about to ask anything weird at all don't know why i <laughs> pitched it to you this way um so now i was expecting to be really big but what is it the biggest misconception or biggest sort of shock when you go in there you go oh shit i never expected this does that ever happen going into something like that, having watched it for so many years like the hunger is the hunger really that bad is the you know all no, these big- hunger i could handle um, I think the fact that you are seriously left to it, because obviously, yeah, there's you have the nothing telegraph. else. There's nothing else. Yeah, there's the telegraph where you go and do your chats. Yeah. Um, you know, and you talk about the day, and you kind of you know that you're narrating the 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 episode, I guess, and talking about what's going on. Um, but all that, all the producers that you spoke to beforehand, the lead up of going on, like going on it, they're not there anymore. Mm. So it literally is you, your cup mates. And essentially the show. And, yeah. I, and I was, I didn't, I don't think I, I realized that, and I don't know whether it's just our year, but there was definitely a sense of we were on this camping trip. We were having a lovely time. And Ant and Deck just happened to be there doing a show. Yeah. So it felt very weird. So when they came in at night, I, I honestly felt like it was a little bit rude. And- they should be knocking. <laughs> You know, don't just come wandering in. Who just walks into someone else's house? Come on. Intruder, <laughs> intruder. <laughs> Get them. Get them. Intruder. Send in the dogs. <laughs> Send in the dogs. Isn't that what people do? <laughs> Send in. <laughs> like they're flying in. Send in the dogs. 
<laughs> oh my I tell you what, you honestly, you it was such a joy to watch. And it was just, you know, you talk about yourself that you think you come across as the nice person, but I and I don't think but you're I don't not. Think, yeah, yeah. Bleak dickhead after this podcast. But, yeah. But um, no, but you you do come across as a nice person, but it's not, it's not, I understand what you mean by saying you're just you're not just a nice person at all. You you are far more than that. Um, but you are incredibly kind, I think it is. So I wouldn't say nice, I'd say more kind. I think that's a really important thing. I think kindness um goes uh goes unnoticed for a lot of individuals' life. But then as you mm. get, I think past 25, I think honestly you realize how important kindness is. And being kind is is everything. And I think for many years I forgot to be kind and because you're just so on your road to do yeah. this and do that and I want this and I want that and I want to go to a nightclub and I want to, yeah, all these different things. And then <laughs> you the box of ice. Yeah, where's my bucket <laughs> of ice? And give me that. But then actually you realize how important kindness is. And, it, and, and so you really you really lead the front with that, which I think is a great thing. So Thank that you, was Jamie. my compliment to you. I'm sorry Thank I made you. it really long-winded. <laughs> I liked it. Thank you. you liked- I'll save it as a clip and I'll play it anytime <laughs> yeah. I'm sad. Yeah, yeah, you can just use it as your ringtone. Do you also, you know, the, the book, you know, when is your book coming out? Uh, the book will be out in November. So I found the 12,000 words. I oh, found, you found it? Well, I didn't find, I didn't find it. I didn't <laughs> How stop. are they hiding? <laughs> I had to get, so uh, I was on the phone to Apple for quite basically a day. Then Tom took it and used his the guy that usually does it he couldn't crack it and then it got taken to a data retrieval expert who managed to find the file um and then they've had to completely change the hard drive now so that hard drive is dead anything else that was on it is gone um but i got the book so that's how disappointed that you lost all your porn (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna have to start that all up again My also, collection is vanished. <laughs> I can't believe there's someone's job who's a data retrieval guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is. It sounds job. really special, doesn't it? I'm a yeah, data sounds... retrieval expert. <laughs> yeah. Is the title released or not released or anything? It's Can called Walking this... on Sunshine. Amazing. And uh, and it's essentially about three friends who through. Uh, they're at different points in their life, but they've all got to a point where they kind of go, is this it? which is funny when we're, what we're talking yes. about. Um, so one has just got engaged, but realizes it realizes that you won't have any more first kisses and first encounters and all that fun and excitement. Uh, and that she's now with one man. So is that it? Uh, another one of the friends has just lost his wife. So he's had the love of his life and is now left in this grief. So he's like, is this it? You know? Uh, and then the other one is a woman uh, who's uh, married with two children and it's a constant daily battle for everything. So she's like, is this it? And they all go she- on this trek together. Oh my God, can I just say something? This is, I swear to God, and, and not, I, I'm very happy, but that's what I struggled with for a lot of the time. Is this it? I really? thought there was, yeah, I swear, and I'm not saying that. I think so many people do, because you suddenly, you live your life at 100 miles an hour, and then you sort of feel like you've done everything. You're like, well, is this it? Yeah. Like, is that what, is that quite a natural thing to experience? I think so. I, I really do. And I think um, sometimes we have to take ourselves out of that a little bit because you, yeah it's that thing like but you said you felt it when your mm. dad said that to you when like these are the good moments yeah you're kind of like is this it I think a lot of the time we can look back and kind of go oh yeah that was great but we can't feel it in, in the, the moment, moment. Uh, but I've also learned on one of the treks I so I basically do treks for Copperfield which is why yeah. these guys are going to go on a trek because it's loosely inspired but it's not it but it's inspired by the magic that I know these treks can induce um 
And I can remember on the first trek that I went on, I, I learned about three types of fun. One is the type of fun that you can have in the moment. It is amazing. As it's happening, you're laughing. It is brilliant. Type two fun is um, not fun in the moment. Awful. Real challenge. But afterwards, you can look back, feel proud of what you've done and gone that was amazing actually that was fun that was fun. like knowing that I can come through it's fun type three fun is no fun at all that that's not fun it's just that's miserable but so it's that thing of making sure that yeah. we have type one fun in our lives so that you know you're you're loving life um uh, while it happens because otherwise I think it's just going to pass us by oh my god Gee, I tell you what listen I think there's no better place to end a podcast then that I'm so <laughs> listen I'm yeah there's no better place to end a really shit quote <laughs> it's just a perfect way to end I just want to say honestly the biggest thank you for coming on um our podcast and it's been an absolute joy to have you thank on thank you so much it's been a pleasure thank you so much Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.